0: Let's go to a place where everything is made of blocks, where the only limit is your imagination. Ten years ago, Halo changed the way we play video games. Ten years ago, Halo introduced millions of fans to an incredible new universe
1: and delivered billions of hours of entertainment.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm Justin Ragers here.
0: Hi, my name is Crazy Mr. Gigabyte. You guys can call me gigs. I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash crazy
1: mr Giga, Oh, going for the, the self-advertisement a little bit there, I see. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. And... AJ0 is back again. Justin just can't seem to get rid of me. I mean, I'm the I'm only kidding. one who actually <laughs> does something. Or yeah. Anything, but...
2: What do you mean you're the only one that actively does something? I did a lot of research. I'm a busy individual, buddy.
1: Okay, Brad's just the one that does nothing.
2: I'm <laughs> busy. Yeah, I edit everything <laughs> on here, you jerk.
1: <laughs> it takes you a week to do it.
2: I'm a busy individual. What am I got to say, man? All right, but I always like to start off before we actually get into the topic of the day. I always like to kind of ask, well, what do you all do today?
1: I don't like this part. It's always the same answers. It's boring. You're, I don't
2: like you're it. boring individuals, what you're saying. I'm
1: skipping, I'm skipping
2: you this can't, segment. Okay. Carry on. Wow. I guess, I
0: guess I'll guess i go with them. I streamed uh, two new games I just recently downloaded. I downloaded Observation, which is free on Xbox Game Pass, and I played the new Star Wars Squadrons game. And I also uh, watched my first drop for my other podcast, Two Bubs and One Stone, on YouTube.
1: Okay, I take that back. Apparently, some people do have relevant things to say but during this yeah, about their you,
2: day. Yeah. Never mind. So, Never mind. how was My, that in a Star Wars game? I was at work. Did you, did you play any games while you were at work today? Yeah, hmm? yeah. Nope, I
0: was busy. You're at... Rock, you, paper, scissors.
2: <laughs> I can't really say anything. I, mean, I didn't do much either today. I mean, school. Went to school, did some uh, Windows Server stuff. Trying to get some servers built. That's always fun to do, you know. Right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that... that <laughs> yeah
1: i mean last last week during work uh, on, on one day i played four straight hours of among us on my phone and watched half a season of king of the hill
2: do you even what at your yeah, job
1: I did, yeah at my job getting paid pretty decent money to, to do nothing to, yeah.
0: to do
2: diddly squat truck he's a top yeah, yeah
1: i'm a truck driver so I can sit there for like eight hours at a crack sometimes and just get paid hourly to do it.
2: And he just drives right. like a...
1: Yeah, I, I built
0: windows for a factory, but I took a week off of work because I
2: was, I was getting pretty tired
0: of my job. So I was like, I need a break.
1: Uh, I would recommend uh, getting your truck driving license. It's so easy. It's so easy to drive a truck. Easiest money I've ever made in my life.
2: Are you sure it's super simple, buddy?
0: <laughs>
1: Not
2: everybody it
0: really... drive
1: a truck it really is you drive a vehicle back and forth all day do
2: they do they let a guy with negative four vision drive (laughs) um i have
1: if if my vision was just one point worse i would not be able to drive i can barely legally drive a truck with my vision even with glasses
2: oh really see
1: my eyesight is terrible interesting we have a We have a guy that works for us that has uh, one hand. He's got a hook for another hand, and they let him drive legally.
2: Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the top five games that changed the video game industry. We all have a little bit different of a list, so we're going to kind of discuss that with each other. We're going to let Zero start with his number five first.
1: So I guess I was a little... uh misinformed by Justin here on how the list was to be set up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I don't know what that is. So
1: so I guess we were supposed to what is the um, one that's changed the industry the most, like the top five list on that. I kind of did it just five different games that I think equally changed the gaming industry, but in a different way. Because there's a a lot of different aspects. But if my number five would probably be the earliest game I could think of that would fit on this list would be uh, Dragon Stomper in 1982. I don't know if anybody here has ever played Dragon Stomper.
2: Uh, enlighten the fans. Enlighten what it is. I have never played Dragon Stomper.
1: So it was It's basically it started off on um, an arcade machine, I believe, and then it, it was the first RPG to be available on a console. And I don't remember what console that was. I think it was the Atari uh, something or other. I don't remember the name of it. I don't have facts for you here. I'm just here for show.
2: Uh, but
1: it, uh, follows, it follows the adventures of a dragon hunter who is given the quest by the king to defeat the dragon and reclaim a magical amulet that was stolen. The player makes his way over the countryside, vanquishing various adversaries and gaining golden experience. After gaining strength, the player enters a shop in an oppressed village where equipment can be purchased. Soldiers hired and special scrolls obtained to defeat the dragon. So it's just basically your standard, like as basic as it gets RPG game. If I remember correctly, one of the very first missions was to get enough gold to bribe the gatekeeper to let you into the city. And you could beat the whole game in probably like 30 minutes. But it was also a, a turn-based game. So kind of like in Pokemon, if you were walking through the grass and all of a sudden you would uh, cause a battle, mm-hmm. it was similar to that. So it, was, it had a turn-based game. And I think it was also not only the first RPG game to be on consoles that kind of shaped modern day RPG games, but I think it also was a forerunner of the turn-based games that were extremely popular in that era of gaming.
2: Okay, yeah, that's definitely interesting. I mean, I don't have any arguments against that. Is it? I mean, I'm trying to look up some pictures so, of it right now. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's
1: old school. It's definitely it's a
2: very, school. very old school game. So And
1: it, now, that being said, it was the first on council. I don't think it was what really got everything started. I just think it deserved its due place on this. I think what really got the rpg going was uh 1987 zelda 2 adventures of link i think that's what really made it more popular but i had to give it its fair due on this list
2: i mean if it was like one of the first games for consoles i mean you gotta you kind of have to give it like props to you, first you know? RPG, games. Yeah, I'm just... R-
1: rpg games are one of the most played and popular video games of all times, and to be the first one on would consoles, you Would you, would you really say it it's
2: still one of the like really popular today RPGs? Are they really yeah, still... Even, uh,
1: even <laughs> MMOs. MMOs are still very popular. They're still RPGs. They're just massive multiplayer online RPGs. Role
0: playing games. So, some of them besides WoW
2: could be a little bit duty sometimes, like Elder Scrolls Online and DC Universe Online. Oh, we don't want to get started on Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online
1: is a great game, and I have spent way too much money on that game to say it's a bad game. So let's just move on now. (laughs) But uh, that's all I had to say. I just kind of had to... I I personally am a huge fan of RPG games, and there's a lot of RPG games that I would have liked to add to my list that I didn't because did they really change the industry of gaming? I don't think so. I just like them a lot, and I don't think that was a good enough reason to put them on the list, like Skyrim and Fallout, RPG-style games. Those are some of my favorite games, so yeah, I had to throw that
2: out. Nah. So we all agree Skyrim was a great game, but it didn't really change the industry. It was just a really great game. Exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. It's just another really good RPG game. It didn't really change the industry of games. game. changed something.
0: One tiny little minuscule bubble of a thing would be adding mods to consoles.
1: That, That is a good point. I didn't really think of that, but that might be the first game to add mods to consoles. So I don't know exactly, but it very well might be I, the first game I, that has large mods to consoles.
2: I guess that, but I mean, like, if you're talking about mods, or are you talking about like modders? Because I mean, like, there was like old Call of Duty games that people just mod the crap out of on consoles. No,
1: no, no, no. We're not talking about. We're talking about official Nexus mods yeah. that are available to be downloaded on a console. Because you, you, you've been able to do it on PC for years. If you had Skyrim or Fallout or, I think, yeah. Just Cause, Grand Theft Auto games, you could download mods. But you could never do that on a console.
0: It was very new because they only included it in the Skyrim Special Edition. And yep. it was actually it was a big selling point for the game. Not only was the game remastered and the textures were changed, you could also add mods to therefore intensify either immersion, change gameplay yep. mechanics, tech, you know, characters, a whole bunch it, of stuff.
1: It basically made the game better, <laughs> more more playable again. You could have spent 10,000 hours on Skyrim, which I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Physically, 10,000 hours.
1: <laughs> 10,000 yes. hours. Yeah, I uh, dropped out of high school at the age of 17 and sat in my room for an entire year and did nothing but play Skyrim. Anyway, that's a but you could play a ridiculous amount and then add a mod and have another two or three hours of gameplay and different styles of immersion. And it basically expanded the game into being infinitely playable.
2: Mm, So would you you want to switch that out maybe now and add that to one of your top fives?
1: (laughs) Had Had I thought about that, I might have added it. But no, I don't think... Uh, compared to the other games on my list i don't think i would still i still don't think i would consider that one that massively changed the industry not until the majority of games if we do the same topic in 20 years and every game you play you can download mods for then i'll bring that back up
2: okay <laughs> uh yo uh gigs did you want to uh, go next or
0: Sure, sure. I'll go next. Are we going by like the number one pick for us? Oh, uh, we're, we're going. By, by,
2: we're, we're start with number five, like our fifth pick. Number five. Yeah.
0: Okay, number five, our fifth pick. My fifth pick is would be Fallout Three. It was Ooh. the first.
2: Ooh. It was the, okay. It was
0: the first. It was the first of the Fallout series to go three dimensions, if I remember correctly. It like was first-person perspective. You are Not right. Not only did it integrate survival, it also integrated um, as maintaining your equipment. Putting, um, putting the, the your main character within the surreal scenarios as far as choosing who can live or die, should you destroy this town or not, it truly gave what I feel a cause and effect for um, the moral compass of a player rather than like, you know, Fable. Fable was just like little inconsistencies in behavior, which was a little bit too much. But, you know, Fallout you were given like these monumental world-changing choices to, 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 to execute. Mm-hmm. And if your weapon breaks, guess what? You gotta repair it. Or if it doesn't, you can't find any spare parts. You're you're SOL. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think. Do you know you
1: what? What year uh, Fallout 3 released?
2: Uh,
1: uh, it was definitely 360.
0: So I'm guessing maybe like.
2: Four. We don't need to guess. I'm I have it on my screen here. So I'm gonna. Uh, okay. 2008. 2008. Yep. Yep. And I'm also screen okay. sharing with you guys on Discord. So. <laughs> yep. Oh, you are. Oh yeah. So y'all should be able to see my screen that I'm looking at. So yeah, it came out in 2008, which, I mean, that's like a year and right Fable, after Halo.
1: Fable of Lost Chapters came out in 2005. And yeah, you've expressed how it was different and how there was much bigger changes that you could do to the world. I was, I was just curious. Because I definitely would have added some fallout if I would have thought about something in that. In that sense, because that's probably one of my favorite. I'm
2: trying games. to, I'm trying to think. Was that one of the first like open world games for accounts like 360 at least? No, no. I'm no. To of...
1: I, I think Bethesda kind of reenvisioned first or open world. Because when I think of open world now, I don't think Oblivion. of it as just being able to, well, Oblivion too. I think of that as open world. But I don't think of it just as being able to travel the entirety of the world and then go back to wherever I wanted. I think of it more in a Bethesda standpoint, Fallout 3 or Oblivion, where it's open world where I can travel the whole world, and while I do it, I'm making vast changes to the world while I'm traveling this open world. So I like that. I, li- I like that addition. I Like your thoughts on that?
2: Okay, that was uh, I definitely like I have no complaints. About that, I don't, I don't, I don't know I if you were
1: to... done or not. I think I cut you off there for my love of Fallout.
0: Oh no, you were good, buddy. No worries at all. I, I just think it, as far as just the, as the monumental change, it gave uh, some developers the idea where it was like, oh, this is where should we go as far as implementing choice in our storylines. Like Mass Effect, Table 3's monumental choices were done just terribly. The Witcher, the, I a mean... lot of that.
1: I mean, I loved Fable of the Lost Chapters. I hated every other Fable. Well,
2: uh, you know what? We're, I'm not going to get into that one. i Uh-uh. <laughs> Fable 3
1: but was
2: terrible. Fable 3 wasn't the greatest. But I mean, I, I liked Fable 2 yet. Fable 2 was still pretty I good. Fable 2 was
1: great. I did not. I liked Fable the Lost Chapters and everything past that. I did not like it. Uh, but from what you were saying, uh, I think the changes in, like, Dragon Age were just as monumental in the game, but that came out after, Dragon Age came out after Fallout 3. So it very well could have gotten some of its inspiration from games like Fallout.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, I would definitely count that as a change in the gaming industry, a new way of gaming in the gaming industry.
0: Well, what about you, Rage Cage?
2: All right, so this might be the first one where there would be some boos in the chat for this one. Uh, my number five would be PUBG slash Fortnite would be my number oh. five. See, there it is. There's the ugh that we were all waiting for. Let me just play a boo <laughs> sound effect for us. Here we go. Yeah, I'll just play a boo. That's all right.
1: I mean, I can't deny it, but I still I can't don't like
0: deny it. either. The facts are there. See, it's absolutely yep. present.
2: The one thing, that, like I said, yep. uh, the number one change that it did, I mean, they changed, like, the gaming business model. It was a free game, like, Fortnite. Well, not so much PUBG, but, like, I'm, I'm more looking at Fortnite, I guess. Uh, it was a free game that came out. Uh, PUBG was better. And, and, like I said, it came with a new category of, like, Battle Royale being the whole new thing. A hundred people come in fighting. I mean, like I said, their business model, is Epic, they made about $2 million in a day. Like, every day they were making $2 million when the game, like, first came out. Yeah. Uh, and then the number two thing about it is that it made cross-platform kind of like the new standard now because everybody wants their games to be cross-platform now because of, like, Fortnite.
1: How? How huh? is that Fortnite's doing?
2: Uh, because before that, what game. I was what, with what a, what a you game? up until that point. Okay, what what game before Fortnite is like, oh, cross-platform, we got to make this a big thing? Tell me, what game? So, so-
1: I don't know the facts on this, but that's why I'm asking. Uh, Yeah. uh, You're you're saying that Fortnite made it a standard.
2: A standard. What
1: made cross platform more popular and what made people want and thrive for cross platform more?
2: Uh, Yeah. I'm definitely going behind that one.
1: What do you mean, Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy. (laughs) Which one? Final
0: Fantasy, I think it's uh, the 10, no, it's 11. Final Fantasy 11 first game to allow gamers across multiple platforms, Xbox 360, PS2, and PC. Played together, it was between 200,000 and 300,000 players logging in every day and remaining the most popular MMORPG in Japan.
1: That was cross-platform. Was
2: it was a cross-platform. You could play on the Xbox. Yep. Xbox
0: 360 and PS2. It was all on one, one, one server.
2: What was it? Final Fantasy? That is awesome.
0: Final
1: Fantasy 11. So they... <laughs> they were really they were really the forerunners of cross. Yeah, but when they
2: came out, think about it. That's awesome. Now, they were the first They're ones to do buggy. it, but did they make it the standard? Oh, That's no, the thing.
0: They did not make it the standard, they were the first, but I can almost guarantee you and I signed with Rage Cage on this, they most definitely that shit was probably buggy and broken. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure
1: it was. I'm sure it was just you know horrid. But the fact that they were even willing to do that that early in the councils is uh, pretty amazing actually. But I'm down with any information that's gonna discredit Fortnite.
2: Yeah, cause gonna, I mean, like I said, I'm not a fan of Fortnite either. Like I said, I'm not like, oh, Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite's the whole world. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm not, <coughs> I'm not, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not like that. I mean, yeah, I play it I'm once right. in a while, but I had a
1: frog in my throat there. Like I said,
2: it'd be kind of a shame to leave Fortnite and like PUBG off the like, cause they did start this whole new generation of video games now.
1: I'll definitely give you that they in a big way, they uh changed the industry of gaming in in a massive way they really did. I just don't know why it was so popular why I don't did understand you have to teach
0: it a but a whole they... bunch of 12 year olds tied floss
2: dancing man and skins they made everybody obsessed with skins but a bunch of kids obsessed with looking cool it was
1: it was definitely a huge advantage for them with the micro purchases mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, once they put that, they knew the money was going to come forward. That. That, yeah, it just it just came flowing in. I mean, every kid in the world wanted the new Fortnite skin, and they were going to get it for their birthday. And that's millions of kids getting a $6, whatever, however much it costs skin. That's a lot of money in their pocket wait, making up for the game being free.
0: Now, see, that's where this is where I'm kind of happy I grew up in the era of gaming that I grew up in. I was born in '92, so I was raised on N64, yep. PlayStation, yep. Uh, PC. Some games that I played, I played compu- Magic School Bus all day, bro. It, it, <laughs> it's, just, it's just we came, we we ourselves came from a time where microtransactions were not a thing. Your games? No, they weren't. Your games were still sixty bucks. They came on cartridges. They came in a hunk of plastic. You remember Game Shark?
1: I do. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> the
0: and, only way you can get cheats unless you know how to put them in, in the actual cheat option in the menu. And, you know, these kids think about it like, oh, I'll just buy the skin or something like that. Unless, or you're... going...
1: Going down to the local grocery store, going to the magazine rack, finding the gaming magazine <laughs> to look up different strategies yes. and cheats. Like, there's yes. just... That just doesn't exist anymore. It was, it's just a different generation of gaming. And we grew up in... The beginning the of, of basically of of real console gaming. I mean, yeah, it was there. Yeah, in the 80s, it was it was there.
2: Bit. You got that? But pong uh, pong came, pong it at came home. up.
1: It, <laughs> uh, pong was the very. I, I believe pong was the very first at home console video game. But it, into the nineties is when it really just yeah. just shot up.
0: Did uh, Nintendo 64, Sega, Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Nintendo 64, Sega uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, I don't Super know.
1: Nintendo. Like... Sega, Sega Genesis. Genesis.
0: What What did Sony have? Sony didn't have anything at the time.
1: No, no, they did not. Okay, they I, b- I believe Sony's first was the PlayStation 1. That was the very first Sony console. Yeah,
0: I, once, it jumps sure. to, once it jumps to uh, disc gaming, we had... Uh, Nintendo didn't have anything for a little bit. They had the GameCube. That was, that was their first... No. Disc. no.
1: They stuck with the handhelds for a while.
0: Yeah, they still had the 64, and then they made the jump-to-disc gaming, and then they had the GameCube. However, Sony yeah. had the PlayStation 1, Sega had the Dreamcast. Oh, before that, the Sega CD, too. So it's weird how, how it just keeps building up top, and now we're having... where it just adds more and more to the console, and now we're getting to a point in the generation where it just takes less and less. So... The the consoles are more slick and now as in my age as a gamer you know when i was a kid i was like oh look at those graphics and now, now i'm just like oh god look at that <laughs> look at that refresh rate look, look at the ok engine <laughs> I, sound, I sound like a, a, like an old man just being like uh, they like oh yeah i got to do xbox i'm like okay i'm gonna have a pc and probably have twice the refresh rate of yours what's a refresh rate?
1: Uh, Although. PC gaming was extremely popular in the early mid-90s.
0: It was, but they were running on, like, Windows 95 and XP, and I remember yeah, the it, computers. It sounded like, it, a, like it sounded like a nuclear bomb going off when you turn the blue. Like,
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you there. Kind of off-topic on the gaming generations, but no, I I feel you 100% on that.
0: I'm getting old. Ugh. <sighs>
1: So, are we on there? to uh, number four? Is that actually, back to
2: you, then? Actually, what we're going to do, like I said, this is a little different than what we usually do. We usually have, like, different topics and segment breaks.
0: Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just want
2: to go to the chat, you know, real quick and kind of get their opinion on things off our sure, top five. Sure,
0: absolutely. I love feedback. Uh, uh, so, this is Deathblade
2: from Trovo. He just kind of said his number five. If any moment, it would be uh, Half-Life is his number five for games that change the video game industry.
1: Okay, is there any okay. information on that game?
2: Uh yeah, I'm going to pull it Half-Life.
1: up. Yeah, pull Half-Life. Yeah, Made by Valve. Um, the same it was, it was
0: part of the Orange Box along with Team Fortress and Portal.
2: Half-Life. Half-Life. Portal.
1: Portal I was love. definitely a game uh, was a was definitely an industry changer for the for um gaming. Yeah. Puzzles,
0: yeah. I never played Half-Life, but my friends have always told me that I would love it and I I've seen the game. It looks great, and it looks like I would really enjoy it. I just haven't played it. Maybe I'll just have to buy it.
2: Yeah, it was a series of, uh, I think the game was combined, shooting, combat, puzzle, and storytelling. The original Half-Life, Val's first product was released in
0: 1998. Whew. That's, that's, I was young. Uh, that I was... Wouldn't, I wouldn't be able
2: to play. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, to come up with, like, all those games and put them all in one thing kind of deal, I mean, that's a pretty, uh... Impressive. Thing. Yeah, that is a mission. That is ambitious. Anybody else with their uh, with
0: their
1: number
2: five or anybody? Uh, I think uh, Little Savage on Trovo as well. Uh, that's s- Justin's
1: two viewers.
2: Yeah, that's my two viewers. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey it's better than no viewers. I uh, you know? I think he said Fort dying. I I would have to look what that one is. I've actually never physically heard of Fort dying. <laughs> Unless that's not a game and he's just saying he's dying. Well, we're about to find out, I guess. <laughs> well,
0: Fortnite, is, Fortnite
2: is dying. I think he's saying Fortnite's I, dying. Yeah, I think he's saying Fortnite's dying. It's it about is, time. I mean, it's been oh, Fortnite all oh, that game. Fortnite. That
1: game has run its course. Oh, wow, it, it's, it's probably. Course a long time ago. It, it was a, like, the, like the number one most popular game, however, many years ago. And it maintained that. It maintained that status. Probably longer than any other game, yeah. and I will give it credit for that.
2: I I remember I, it came out in 2000. uh Was it 2017 it came out when it first came out? And yeah. I'm like, I was uh, back in uh my really? Oshkosh, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I give this game probably about a year before it's dead. Guess what? It I was completely wrong. Your life, that game, hung on
0: 2020
2: got Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, like I said. 20. In a way, but I mean, I feel like it's, yeah, it died, but it's going to be one that's guys not guys actually really dead. Good. It's going to be one of those games that's not actually ever going to die. Just like, I think World of Warcraft was huge, or like but Star it, it's Wars not the dead. Yeah, they're not dead, it's just going to be less people playing them.
1: Yeah, oh, Star Wars The Old Republic is still a really popular game, and that's a pretty old game now. But, I think but no, I know what that, you're saying.
0: largely that does depend on the community. Like, I loved Overwatch, I have I have an overwatch war banner hanging in my living room right now. I love overwatch and the community has just become so Toxic like there's I never got into
1: over. I I never really um, Played overwatch and I don't know much about it. I know it's similar to like Paladin's
2: correct. They're they're similar concepts. Yeah
0: yeah. they're they're but here's the thing, when the community comes into it, I, like Overwatch was a game for me where I would just go to my friend's house, bring my Xbox, we'll play on two separate TVs and we'll just crack a six pack and just have a good time. But you know, you come into this community and everybody's treating like their comp scores like going on their resume or something, like, We only played this hero for only a certain amount of hours. I'm like, Come on man, it's a game. Just have fun. Play the game.
1: If you uh, lose, you lose. you win, like you win. League of Legends. Sounds like League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, kind of
0: like that. All
1: right. All right, my number four is a 1991 Street Fighter. Wow. Now, Street Fighter was not released in 1991. It was released in 1991 for console That was of- when it first Came the to council
2: was
1: 1987, was when it was first released on the arcade game. But the reason, and I, I was never no, a. Street U- Fighter, or what? Street Fighter.
2: Just, Just Street original? Fighter. Okay, Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, the original. And now, um, I was never a big Street Fighter fan. I liked my Mortal Kombat. I wasn't a big fan of the brawling games, they were all right. But it definitely changed the industry with Street Fighter. You look now. You have like all your Dragon Ball Z games, except for like the really new one that's kind of open world. Uh, the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games. Mortal Kombat was released shortly after Street Fighter, but still after Street Fighter. And it and to this day, they're still making that those brawling style games, whether it be two dimensional 1991 Street Fighter or three dimensional. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, whatever they're called. I can't remember what they're all called. There's so many (laughs) That's Moki
0: Something with a long-ass title (laughs) Yes, yes,
1: but it it really it it invented that type of game like that type of game it invented The one-on-one brawl game and it could even be said that uh, the extremely popular Super Smash Bros franchise Got its in- inspiration from Street Fighter because that's all that is. Oh, yeah is a And that's a two-dimensional Screen it, it if you will But it's a brawling style game just like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but Street Fighter ugh, Street Fighter Started that and I think that's a, I think I had to give him the shout out for that one and oh, inventing yeah. that style of gaming
2: I disagree... No, I'm kidding. I can't really disagree with that. That's a hard one. I'd be like, yeah, you're wrong, 100%. That's not even a good game. So, <laughs> so.
1: I mean, they, they're still making... Like, every year they release a new Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. Not my favorite Street style Fighter, of huh? games. What? Do they still make new Street Fighters?
0: Same thing with Street Fighters. Because remember, in the 90s, they had Street Fighter, and then Street Fighter 2, two and then yep. Street Fighter 2, Turtle, yeah. and then Street Fighter 2, Genesis. Yeah. They just keep adding more stuff to the already built engine of that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, because the engine of the game is pretty simple. It's pretty basic and it can be diverse with different uh, avatars as characters and stuff in the game. It can just be kind of made into any sort of fighting game. And it it definitely changed the industry of gaming of that style of gaming.
2: For sure, Alex, I'm not going to disagree or say anything bad about street fighter on that one all right okay we're going to go with your number four
0: my number four is the 1991 super nintendo release of legend of zelda linked to the past
1: yep yep
0: that is the way it changed the gaming industry is that the original zelda was a very open for interpretation kind of game you wouldn't really you were, you were given the opportunity to engage in anything that you wanted to, but in this one, you're actually given, you know, a name and a purpose. And you had a story behind. You had something to actually motivate the player to actually pillage and go exploring and go have dungeons. And it actually was one of the first Super Nintendo games that I played that actually had a Y and a Z access.
2: Dude, yeah, it looks like a. I like I said, wasn't this game called? Because it looks like a pretty uh, good game. Was it 1991? Yeah.
0: 91,
1: yeah. Link. Oh,
2: Link to
1: the Past. Oh. The Link, to the first past yeah. Link to the Past. Oh yeah. Yep. That was because I mean yeah, has... pretty much the that was pretty much the game changer for the Zelda community. That's pretty much what made the Zelda community is Link to the Past. It, it that and Ocarina of Time. But Link to the Past, absolutely. That's why I added Zelda Two of the Adventures of Link in 1987 as like, kind of in with the beginning and the industry changer of RPG games, and I think uh, Link to the Past is right along those same lines as it changed the industry in those style in that style of gaming.
0: You, yeah, because you had like, say, because the game looks two D two dimensional. You're seeing it through a, a second person perspective, from the top down, and. Yep. You could see your enemies moving around below you, you could see anything going on below you. Also, if the bosses fly, they fly right over you.
1: And, and you that use... that wasn't turn-based.
0: No, it wasn't. And you could also use, like, say you got a, 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 a dungeon weapon from one dungeon. You could use it to beat the boss, that you're gonna face two dungeons more down the road. And that just gives you that versatility. There's not that much versatility in Zelda games nowadays. I haven't played Breath of the Wild, and I didn't bother playing Skyward Sword, but Breath
1: it... of the Wild is it, it brought Zelda to a whole new level. I, I'll just say that. Continue.
0: Oh, okay. I look forward to playing it. Then, but it gives you the overwhelming just like versatility, it's challenging dungeons, a simple storyline, and it just lets the player do what they want. If they want to go do the quest, they can go do the quest. If they want to go and just explore and blow stuff up and just check out caves and caverns, you have the freedom to do so. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, like Navi just beating you over the head <laughs> ten times.
1: Yeah, and that's that's exactly how Breath of the Wild is now. It's uh, They did pretty much the best thing they could do with a new Zelda game is, is what they did with Breath of the Wild.
0: Funny thing is Link to the Past has a sequel. Really? Yeah. Link between worlds. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I've never played it. I've only played. I've only ever played Link to the Past. This, well, this, I but I I, I I have heard. heard of it. This game came out before I was born.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, mean, I haven't played because this came out before.
1: No. I, <laughs>
0: Another. I, it came out like a year before I was. I was born in '92. So I was only able. That's why I had like a blessing that I came. I kind of had like a somewhat of a rough economical upbringing because. I was stuck with lesser-generation consoles before I could have ascended to next-gen. So, yep. basically, to give you a picture, I had the GameCube when... I still had the GameCube when the 360 came out. And that was like the first time me stepping into online gaming, or me stepping into the actual next-gen playing. So, I was still stuck in the 90s when it came to gaming. The only time I get to play new games is when I go to a friend's house or something.
1: Yep, That's... I remember that exactly. My very first console was a Sega Genesis, which came out in 1988. I was born in 1995. Obviously, I wasn't playing a video game when I was just born. I was That'd probably be impressive. about five. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was probably about five, six, seven years old when I started actually playing games and getting into them. And my console was a Sega Genesis. It was my dad's old console,
0: yeah, and so I played that.
1: Yep, yep, and I played that for years up until I finally got a PlayStation one. So I missed uh, Nintendo 64. I never had one of those. I missed the GameCube. I ended up buying a GameCube after I had the PlayStation one. But that was my first up-to-date console. I had the PlayStation one when it was like six months old, and I finally, you know, had a newer console. But other than that, I was always playing. Older consoles, and when I wanted to play the newer console, it was only ever at a friend's house. And I, I kind of appreciate that now. Hey,
0: um, Ragers Rage Cage. Uh, do we, uh, What do you? What do you? What platform are you streaming on? Is there a web browser? Because I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it on Discord because it'll take me out of the chat. Uh.
2: Trovo. Tro- tr- there's Trovo or there's Twitch. You can either or.
0: You're on Twitch. I don't.
2: Ragers at it's Ragers X. <laughs> So, oh, oh, Ragers brother. X, it's not Ragers like me, it's Ragers X on there. I didn't wow. think about
1: this until uh, you brought up Link to the Past. But I, and yeah, I didn't really think about it. And I probably would have added it to my list. And I don't know all the facts. I didn't do the research on it. But Link to the Past and Zelda might be the industry changer of implementing puzzles into rpg games Uh. because you know what i'm saying they had they had pretty at sometimes pretty difficult intricate puzzles introduced into the rpg game to progress the game you had to do these puzzles and i think that was fairly new when uh zelda kind of made that a thing
0: yes very true about that
1: I, i could be wrong there might be other games that did that a lot but when I think back, that's what I think of. When I think of puzzles in RPG games, I think of Zelda and being stuck on this puzzle for like an hour or two, like, what the heck is going on here? And not having a smartphone at the time to just Google it. <laughs>
0: that was the <laughs> it struggle.
1: Was, it was terrible. <laughs>
0: you, had to, you had to order the magazine, uh, <laughs> had to walk through it to be in there, and you're just like, ugh, new. No.
2: People on the chat. Yeah, like, then you
1: already got it figured out.
2: <laughs> People in the chat are probably like, "God, these guys are such boomers." All right, so my number four, here we out here, uh, is Halo. So, yes. Um, the original. How that evolved? Yep. Uh, the right, well, well, hopefully we have some
1: different aspects because mine's on here, and I told you that Halo was on my list far uh, before you made your list. I and had you this. Still on,
2: I don't care. List. Man, this was on. So, my, I had this so, as a right. personal one, you know, and I felt it was a great game changer. Uh, well, number one, I mean, I I don't read all the books, so you're probably gonna blow me out of the water here, but uh, <laughs> the first uh, thing I had is was the first game that actually like incorporated uh, regenerating shields. So it was like the yep. first game ever to re- do that. Uh it also was the first game to actually enforce like a weapon limit so you could only have two weapons at a time.
0: I like to do Nukem Arsenal?
2: Yeah, everything else was just oh, weapon, weapon, weapon. Weapons for you, weapons <laughs> for everybody. Uh which also led to the influence of like the systems in like COD and then Mass Effect as well. So uh it,
1: it definitely it definitely was the forerunner of that and since that was my number two on my list, I might as well just combine it with yours.
2: I wasn't even done yet, bud.
1: All right, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Let's see what you got.
2: Uh, so it was the first game to actually set like a standard for the FPS shooters on a console, so like the default layout for like the sticks and everything, like the analog stick, this stick moves this person, uh, this button Dude, does did that. Did you
1: read the exact same article that I did about no, Halo?
2: I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't like I think I did. you did.
1: I think you did. And then the final Carry thing on.
2: that I have is the AI was actually smart. They actually did uh, things that had normal like eyes that they would like hide behind cover when they're getting shot. They wouldn't just stand there and keep coming at you. Not so,
0: like some games that were coming around in the '90s, like Dark Eternal.
2: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. If we ever do a top five worst video games in history, give like let me know and I will run you a good history about Daikatana unless you would like me to go into Daikatana now nah, No nah. no that's actually that's sounds time. like a good subject for another time. time Oh yeah I'm not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> All right I'll, I'll, I'm sa- make sa- save the date for me cuz I will be there. <laughs> I will be there and I will have a list for you You're ready for a
2: 4 hour freaking podcast you Got anything else you want to add to that AJ cuz you said that was your number or 0 since that was your number 2 I do,
1: I do. I have a few things. You covered the majority of what I had to talk about about Halo, being a game changer, <laughs> a, a literal game changer of the industry. Uh, they were basically the forerunners. Hold. Uh,
0: no pun intended.
1: Ah, there it is. All right, someone got it. Thank you. <laughs> they were the forerunners of not only first-person shooters on consoles, but also of multiplayer. First-person shooter games, not with Halo Combat Evolved, but Wait, Halo you, Two, you came you're out before the console, right? I'm I'm focusing mainly on consoles <laughs> oh, yeah, around okay. this, okay. and and All I'll right. get it. I'll get into that. And yes, they were the the forerunners of multiplayer FPS games on console specifically.
0: What about Star Wars Battlefront?
1: I believe that came out after Halo Two. No,
0: uh, it was on PlayStation Two. It was, you were able to access online through broadband. That old chestnut. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, perfect, it wasn't perfected like like Halo did, yes. They, okay, they, they, yep. Bungie perfected it, but they were, like, the, the, the Battlefront online, I wasn't able to play it, but I talked to people who did, and they were just like, it was absolute garbage. I was yeah, like, true. oh, fair enough. Because I... <laughs>
1: I did do a little bit of research on it, because I, w- I wanted to sound like I knew a little bit what I was talking about when it came to multiplayer and being some of the first multiplayer games. I must have missed that.
2: Uh, ever- the thing with Battlefront, if like, you're talking about like Star Wars Battlefront 2, right? Yes,
1: the original one.
2: And the original, yeah. The thing was that is, like I know, was that, it was really weird with PlayStation 2 servers, because like, like, it was all like, yes. the companies That's had right to me. pay for their own servers. It wasn't like, yeah. Sony's gonna it pay was- for the servers, or Microsoft's going to have the servers hosting it. It's the independent little companies that had to do all that in order to have like online. So yeah,
1: it wasn't to the scale of Microsoft. One of the big things that I've read and I have heard. I talked to my to my brother about this. He's thirteen years older than me. He was born in nineteen eighty two, and um, when councils first started coming out, everybody. From what I've heard and from what I've read, I'm a little bit too young to say for myself. But the, nobody was OK with having a controller. Nobody liked having a controller. They were considered clunky, inaccurate, slow. And a lot of people did not like having a controller for a first-person shooter game. And with Halo 2. What's that? Some people still don't. A lot of people don't, but it's definitely become more mainstream yeah, 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 yeah. than how You're it right.
0: was. You're right. I'm not. I'm not because you can, down. you
1: can, you can play. And some people that play on PC even will get a controller. Now I used to always be a PC guy, and I can, you know, have dead aim with a mouse, of course. But I've gotten used to having a controller, so. It's hard for me to say that but I could imagine that being a thing when controllers start becoming more popular than keyboard and mouse That everybody's like oh no screw this like this isn't the same. It's not as accurate But with halo 2, I guess they made a lot of improvements and a big one was the regenerating shields so with a keyboard and mouse you didn't have to worry because you could just have perfect accuracy but with a with a controller especially if you weren't used to a controller which no one was at the time if you're, you're gonna get hit a lot more and then you could just kind of hang back for a little bit your shields would regenerate and then you could get back in the mix and uh, Halo definitely made a huge difference in a, a big game changer for the industry with the multiplayer and I think they kind of set the precedent for future multiplayer games such as call of duty and battlefield
2: all right so with that one uh we're gonna just go to the chat and see what people had to say of course i'm gonna scroll up a little bit here i've got a little bit of scrolling to do
1: he's got two comments on there he's like hold on let me scroll up for an
2: hour uh well for whenever we left off uh (laughs) little savage of that gta is the game i guess uh which one? I don't... I think he's talking about 5. GTA 5. Uh, in my personal uh, opinion, it didn't change three. anything in... Vice
1: City, number 3.
2: That that might have been a little bit of a game changer, yes. But I mean, like, just GTA... I think he's talking about 5. GTA 5 didn't change anything, in my personal opinion. Yes, it sold a lot. No. Yes, it was a good game. But besides that, it, it was, wasn't a game changer. It wasn't improved. It was a
1: huge improvement on the previous... previous. Grant of Uh, On what? what, A huge improvement from 4. Yes, it was a huge improvement from 4, 3, Vice City, as far as the way the game was played, and the accessibility, and the options you had in the game. But I think uh, Vice City and number 3 would be the industry changers, because that was a definite new style of gaming. I don't know if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2, but it was was terrible. uh...
0: I played some of them. Yeah, it was bad.
1: It was absolutely terrible. But number three, then they started getting three D, and no, it was definitely a new style of game, for number yeah. three. But number five is just in, is improving, the previous versions of those games, mm. in my opinion.
2: That's I agree with you one hundred percent. Like it's a great game. It was a really good selling game. Can't give it you'll give it credit for that, but doesn't mean it's a game changer. Exactly.
1: No, I don't think I don't think it was an industry changer. I mean, I like the game. It's a good game. But, I, yeah, I do not think it was an industry changer.
2: Uh, what else?
1: What, what else is on there?
2: Death's Guide says, right now, PUBG seems to be the most popular game. That's when we were talking about Fortnite, I think, and everything. Uh, so we'll just he also said his number four. Uh, he said Super Mario 64 is his fourth. Uh, oh, that's it was not a bad one. It was a good game that changed gaming entirely. Most games before 64 were 2D, and after 64, Came out, many games started become, uh, being 3D, and this game was amazing. Yeah. I remember playing with my grandpa's sister oh. on the Wii. I'll
1: go with that. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I know. I, was, I, I think... Oops, go ahead.
1: I think Nintendo and their Mario games, once they started going 3D, I think that definitely was an industry changer. I think that started <laughs> other consoles and other companies seeing that and being like, this is the direction we need to go. I can... I can agree with that. I don't know a lot of the information and facts about it, but I'll definitely agree with it.
2: Mhm. Yep. Yep. No, I can't take anything away from that one. I was, on, uh, I was doing some research, and I'm like, that's tempting, because I saw everything I did do, and I mean, yeah, it's tempting. Uh, but uh, Death also asked because we were talking about the Legend of Zelda, uh, what are your opinions on the Ocarina of Time?
1: I love that, that- game. That's what made I Zelda. I
0: love that game. It was my first Zelda game. Besides, Ocarina. I mean, first, like, first 3D Zelda game. I rented it from Blockbuster and I liked it so much <laughs> I busted my parents chops for uh, Majora's Mask and they got me Majora's Mask for my birthday. It was Majura's the gold Mask cartridge. Was gold? <laughs> I love that game. It's such a good story. They had they, so the they got me the gold cartridge holographic edition. I felt like such a G. I walked around my blog. I was like, look at this. Look at this.
1: It's cool." None of y'all got this.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> That's oh. how I felt on the Zelda lines when I fought, finally bought the... Because I told you I had the GameCube after I had the, the PlayStation 1 because I loved a lot of the Nintendo games. And my favorite all-time Nintendo game probably still to this day is going to be Wind Waker. And I had the golden the golden case with the golden disc and everything. It was Wind it was
0: Waker crazy. was good. I liked Twilight Princess better than Wind
1: Waker. I, I was not a huge fan of Twilight Princess. It oh, was my. good. It was a good game. But as far as like other Zelda games, I was not as uh, big of a fan. It, does,
0: it doesn't compare to the cream of the crop. But it, for 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 an upgrade from Wind Waker, oh, it got a little dark and gritty. It went DC as we would say. It got
1: DC with Zelda. Yeah, it, it definitely did. It definitely did.
0: What else we got in the comments, Rage Cage? Feel free to throw some comments and questions out there, ladies and gents. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, there's not really questions. There's just people making comments about how uh, like, Little Savage loves Halo 2K and GTA and that he's mad that, uh, I guess, WWE 2K21 isn't coming out. I guess that's a news thing or whatever, that they're not making I'm it. I'm
1: pretty satisfied that the money. I lost, uh, lost interest in wrestling games for a while. Bro, I haven't touched uh, the wrestling game
2: since 2016. Like WWE, uh, WWE 2K16. I haven't 16. touched
1: a wrestling games since like...
2: Ever? 20, <laughs>
1: like like <laughs> <Damn>. 2006.
2: <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie. I used to rock Here Comes the Pain. That used to be the one wrestling game that I used that to play. That was a good one. Zero, you want to go with your number three here of the top five games?
1: Yeah, yeah. My uh, number three. Now, I'm not a big fan of this style of gaming. I'll just say it right away. But I think it definitely needs to be mentioned in this stream when we're talking about industry changing games. Do I have
2: to get my boo ready? What? I have a boo sound effect. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people will enjoy the the topic, but it's just not my personal favorite. It'd be a 1998 Dance Dance Revolution.
0: Oh, they had that or, though before. They had, no, had the, something. They had something was, like
1: that. It was originally released. They might have something similar, but they uh, it was originally released in 1998 with the Konami arcade system. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, or if any of your viewers have ever seen one of those. I'm trying the to look dance up the dance dance uh, machines. I'm looking at um, at a little arcade or something. I got to share, it yeah, got all the
2: little arrows. It's
1: got all the tiles. Yeah, the, the tiles with the arrows on them. That was the original. I don't know exactly what year it came to council, but it definitely started the music industry in games. So you you might have music in games. As background and stuff, but Dance Dance Revolution made music the front of the game. It made music the whole point of the game, and then it eventually led into the surge, the huge surge of Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and those were insanely mm. popular. Oh yeah, even if they've oh, kind
2: yeah.
1: of they've kind of lost their heat recently, I think, in my opinion.
2: Uh, the but the down defi- games, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think so. But it definitely started and changed the industry. It changed the music industry and the gaming industry and created a new style of gaming with Guitar Hero and Rock Hero and Dance Dance Revolution, which I think eventually led into a lot of the, the Wii games, which eventually started making people think like, hey, we can be having our people game and being active. Which leads to, you know, the Wii Fit and all mm-hmm. the, the the Wii you Fitness connect. and all that fitness stuff. Yeah, Yeah, the connect with the... They, I think they all have their own different version of, like, the Wii Fitness. But I think the Dance Dance Revolution really started that. And I would definitely say that's a huge um, change for the gaming industry. Hmm. Funny thing you should
0: say that, because um, the Nintendo... Uh, I think it was either the Super Nintendo... They had a bunch of these accessories that came with the game and one of them I think was the go pad. I think that's what it was called. It looked just like the dance mats, right? And it would in, you know, instead of using the controller it would be you you would mash your feet to go with the buttons. On the and Super Nintendo? I think so. I think it was called the go pad.
2: Well, let's just uh Google I mean, go pad. That,
1: that very well could be. That very well could be. I don't know about it, I remember a lot of different games had that, but I don't remember them being pre-1998, but you could be right.
0: Yeah, that was it, the first one right there, you had it, Rages. you you had it. I had it? You had it in Images.
2: Power Pad?
0: Yeah, it was the Power power Pad, pad. that one right there with all the red and blue buttons. Yeah, yeah,
1: look at that. When was that released?
0: Oh, I don't know, but I'll, I, I got that from an ABGN episode. That thing is... Oh.
2: I mean, I don't know so you could really use it for dancing, though. It looks like it'd be really hard to use that for dancing.
1: Okay, so dancing I that's games. cool. And, uh, and Dance Dance Revolution very well could have gotten their inspiration from something like that. Maybe exactly that, but something like that. But I think Dance Dance Revolution was oh, the yeah. industry changer on it. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. I'm, I'm pretty not cool. shooting down your point. I'm just saying, hey, yeah. uh, here's yeah. gigs with a fun fact. <laughs>
2: 1988, the power pad was released.
1: OK, <laughs> so that's the, same, that's the same year as the Dance Dance Revolution arcade. Na- 1988? Yep, what? 1998. OK, so a- 88. 1988. 88, not 98.
2: Oh, 88. Ten years 80- ba- OK, 10 yeah, years so, beforehand. So 10 years before. <laughs> wow. That's a long time gaming, though. <laughs>
0: My number three is Castlevania, 1980, I think it's 87 or 88 release. I think it is the first Castlevania 1986. Now how this bad boy revolutionized the gaming industry. It gave you that difficulty level that was out of this world. It kind of showed you that the game, the, the devs actually have fully thought out this plan and actually most kids back then just plowed through a game. You know yep, how you played yep. the, the original Super Mario on Nintendo and it was just like, Go right! Just go, just go right! And this one, <laughs> you had to actually yep. like plan out your route of attack. You know, enemy placement was very unpredictable and hard. Just watch a let's play of this game and you'll be like, oh, dude, I can I don't know if what, I can- Castlevania? You know. Yeah, the 1986 Castlevania. Whenever you would use your whip, it would have a delay to it and this was put in intentionally. The jumps are hard to master. I was lucky enough to play this cuz my cousin Ryan had a copy and he and he he's like, "You want to play Castlevania?" I was like, "Sure." It's better than it's but not Mario, so I played it and I almost broke the controller in half. I was like, "Oh, I was mad." But, you know, this game, this this game series propelled how some people actually love and, and enjoy difficult side-scrollers like Explosion Man, Ninja Gaiden, Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. There's, there's just it's all over the place. Oni and the and the wisps of whatever the hell that game is. I still can't pronounce it properly. It's like Wisp of the Forest, I think it is.
1: Okay. I, I don't know much about about that uh, series whatsoever, so I can't really give you too much of an input. But I will take your word for it, just this once.
2: Just this one. Uh, I mean, we <laughs> might as well give the viewers a little. uh, Short bio: What that game is about, to you know. Uh, um, uh,
0: short bio? I could do that for you. Your name is Simon Belmont of the Belmont clan, who has a notorious reputation for vampire hunting. And somebody has resurrected Dracula, and it is your your mission, not your life's mission, to end Dracula once and for all. Now, there's a prequel to all of this. There's a couple of prequels. If you guys feel more than inclined to look into the prequel so you can get a deeper understanding of the Belmont clan, I highly recommend it. There is also a Castlevania anime that is also on Netflix, which is pretty darn good. And I recommend you guys go check that out as well. But the most recent games that I can tell you that are not associated with the Castlevania uh, line that I'm associating this with would be the Lords of Shadow series. That is a completely different line of, of uh, stories for Castlevania. Though the characters remain the same hmm Yes. Yeah, so, so
1: oh, go ahead. Ragers, I want you to uh at some point write down all of these different games cuz I think at a later time we could do this pretty much the same series of podcasts with a different amount of games cuz I think this uh this topic is just too vast too to vast. cover in one podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's uh, this is going to be a long topic if we if you like games, you're it, gonna be able talk is. about it. That's it thing.
1: is. I think it's uh, I think it's something we should definitely consider in the future.
2: I mean, imagine but, if we um, had Brad here as a fourth guy. Oh God. <laughs> I,
1: I have a couple. I have a couple, a couple Brad shout outs here. Uh, I'm gonna replace my uh, number two actually with uh, one of something I think Brad would have added just because he's not here today.
2: Oh, what a nice guy. All right, but with that, I'm gonna go with my number three here. Uh, my number three uh, is League of Legends. Actually, I feel like uh, was League of Legends it did make the rise of esports. I'm not saying like there wasn't esports beforehand, uh, but it made like esports a global thing where people could actually, you know, become pro eSport players and make a living kind of off playing video games. It was kind of the start of doing that, but it also created the a new genre of gaming called uh, MOBA, which is Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. It was the first one to do that as well.
0: Yep. First one to do MOG, was that Halo, or was
1: that League?
2: League of Legends. It was
1: the Multiplayer Battleground.
2: Online Battle Arena.
1: So now what are we talking about as far as a battle we're talking like League of Legends style or when you say Halo are you talking like Halo Wars StarCraft I'm, to, I'm talking know, about Major League Gaming Major
2: I'm talking about like when I'm no you just confused me because I'm talking about League <laughs> of Legends <laughs> and esports So and then how it became like a global thing for esports where people could actually go become a pro League of Legends player yeah. and make a living off of it before that I mean it was small tournaments yeah but it was hard to be a global phenomenon or like known esports player before League of Legends, mm. and I'm talking about how League of Legends was the first multiplayer online battle arena, just for that Which genre. I, so
1: I I don't know enough about um, whether that was the kind of the, the big the big one and the the starting of your major league gaming. I don't know if I I don't know enough facts about that, but I'll definitely agree with you where it changed and it created a new style of gaming that was to this day, is still very popular well, and still still used in new games.
0: When, when Halo was really huge in its heyday, uh, on G4, yes, I'm one of those gamers who watched G4, they would have Halo tournaments, and I think this was around Halo 2 or Halo 3, and they would have tournaments, and it would be, and it would be the MLG, the major league game. Yeah, games. I used
2: was- to do MLG gaming through, like, Halo 3 and everything, but yeah. like I said, it was big, but they didn't consider it, I think, an eSport just yet, that's something... No? No, they didn't consider that esport gaming. So it's really weird. Yeah, I I mean
1: when I think about people actually making a living being professional gaming players in tournaments, I definitely think of League. I know someone personally who had the opportunity to go down to Texas for a League of Legends tournament and I think the number one prize for the tournament was like ten grand.
0: I took like I think like fourth or third in a scrub cup for Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>
1: yeah, but were you actually paid to fly out to a location where you could game in front of an audience?
0: No, no, I don't. I didn't have that much of a cool experience. I, I just, I just walked to my local comic book store.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I, I think, I think. Uh, you you might be right in that aspect about League of Legends because uh, yeah you know I, I remember them talking because they would fly people out because mm-hmm. you'd become a ranked player you'd become one of the best ranked players or a really good ranked player and you'd actually have the opportunity to fly to another state or if you were out of the country to fly to America to participate in this
2: global comp- massive mm-hmm.
1: yeah this, this massive global competition where every, all the gamers were right there. They could only see their screens, but the big screens were, you know, displayed above them, mm-hmm. and there was an actual live audience watching it, like you would any major league sport. Yeah. So, so. it's
0: coming about, man. We're being recognized.
2: It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Heck yeah, man. Oh, all right. So we're gonna see the chat real quick here. See if there's anybody that made a comment or anything like their number threes or something. Uh, We had Death. He said his number three. Uh, He said Resident Evil is his number three. It was recognized by most people as the first true survival horror game. Mm -hmm. Uh Ammo was very limited, requiring you to be able to aim with precision. Plus, it sprung up uh, a nice game series. I, I
1: I almost added that one to my list. I was very, very well considering adding that one to my list. Because he's right. It was the forerunner of, you know, your horror survival style games. Your shooter survival horror games, which in nowadays and age, now, how do you, I don't know how to say that. To <laughs> really. but, you, but you know what I'm saying. It's, um, it's still very popular. Even look at like Dead, Dead by Daylight and hmm. all these other horror games that are extremely popular and up and coming. I think Outlast Nowadays. A potential game changer if
2: anything. What's that? that? Outlast. Outlast? Outlast. I I mean I never played it. Uh it's it's a it's a scary game, I'll say. It makes me uh I'm not gonna say piss myself, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it, it does. But it does. It makes it me piss myself. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Like, oh, I, no,
1: I have to agree with uh Death. Um death Blade. yeah death I would I'd have I'd yeah, have to agree that's with the 100 percent. a fair point. good call. Good call, yep. man. Yep, definitely. I'm glad someone else brought that up cuz I was considering putting that into my uh into my list.
2: Yeah, so that's definitely a good show. Definitely a good show. Well, that we're going to like he
1: should get like a gamer point for that. A gamer yeah. point. You get like a you, you give away points, right? Uh, That
2: that was really game hard game. to com- do it on Trovo and Facebook at the same time. So I'm just it's more of a trouble thing right now. Like oh, sorry, they get life. Sorry, Death.
1: Justin's just kind of. I can
2: give you five extra lives for the spin wheel. There you go. There you go. go. That's better.
1: Uh,
2: Next, we're going to go with our number twos, guys. We're going to get into our number two game. So feel free to put your number twos in the chat. We feel this is the second uh, biggest game that changed the gaming industry. So yeah, feel free to put your number twos. And you can go for zero.
1: Yep. So my number two originally was 1999 Halo Combat Evolved. But Justin kind of robbed that one from me, even though I told him in advance that that was uh, part of my topic. Uh, whatever, whatever. So I'll uh, substitute that for something I think Brad would have definitely added to his list. This one's for but you, I Brad. About, <laughs> I was thinking about adding it, but I didn't want to because I thought that Brad would. And that's going to be, can you guess? Take, take a guess, Ragers, what you think that game would be, that game series would be. Fire Emblem. You got her on the spot.
2: How did I know?
1: <laughs> yep, I I definitely think Fire Emblem was was an industry changer in the in the strategy video game genre. I don't. I can't give you all the good juicy facts like Brad would. Shadow Blood, Dragon
2: and Blade of uh, Light was the first one.
0: I know that some parts of Fire Emblem actually had to, you actually had to pinpoint some people against that would counteract their weapon type, which I thought was absolutely genius in a game.
1: Yep, yeah, you had your, I think it was your three different, like, uh, uh, elements, they're not elements, but you know what I'm saying, your three different weapon types, like axe, sword, and spear, was it maybe? I don't recall exactly. And there was, there was previous games to that, that, um, had that same style, but I think fire emblem changed the industry on it. I think they were the game that actually made their, their footprint as the ones who did that style of gaming that strategy style of gaming. And not to mention when you play those games, you have to think if you don't do it just right and you mess up and you kill one of your characters, there's no getting it back unless you revert to a previous save.
0: Yeah, that is Wait, that... So even if you win, you can't get them back?
1: No. So, it, no. If, you, if you're in a, in a battle and you lose, like, uh, the one I would always lose was my Pegasus Warrior. I can't remember what she was officially called, but she was riding a Pegasus with a spear. She was super powerful, but she was really, really squishy. And if she died, she's gone for the rest of the game. She's gone. The only way you get her back is by restarting that mission and trying again. If you lose characters in that game, they're gone. That's it. That's
2: interesting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really played a lot. The only time I played it, I was a dumb kid that powered up one guy. He was able to take on a lot of things. He was super powerful. Until I got to one really strong boss that was really good against him. Then I couldn't. <laughs> and then I, I, I don't know. Nice
1: yeah,
2: and I got absolutely uh, irritated, and I'll, now I've never played a Fire Emblem ever since. So I can't really say I wouldn't like it now. I know back in the day I really did not enjoy it. I give Brad a hard time about it, but like, I can't really judge it because I haven't played any in the longest time. So
1: That has to happen to me every time. Every podcast, I have to lose connection from the stream and get disconnected at least
2: once. So, it's all right. It's all right, man. We're we're good. We're still talking. We're just talking about it. And I didn't even know you left.
1: But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> but yeah, I had to. I had to throw that that one out there for Brad. Okay. Along that lines, before I, because uh, I'm running out of uh, spots here, would be Dragon Age. Specifically, Dragon Age. Mass Effect was similar, but Dragon Age. In the middle of a battle, you could pause the game and tactically tell your different uh, characters what you wanted to do, what kind of attack they wanted to do, what kind of attack type you wanted them to use, who you wanted them to attack, if you wanted them to attack at all, and then resume play and it would play out the way you had planned it. And I think that was definitely a, a game changer.
0: Giggs' number two is the 1992 release of Mortal Kombat.
2: Oh, you, oh, oh damn. You know what? You yeah. might Hang on, before you get that, that was my number two as well.
0: No, the reason I think it's probably I, I people, for a different reason why I picked yeah. it for number two, probably for a different reason than you did. Probably. Uh, was it for the. The, the rating system because that's why I picked it that it literally gave birth to the to the to the rating system in video games. What do you mean? Like this was probably one of the first games with intense violence.
2: Yeah, yeah that's uh that's the exact oh. same reason why I picked it. So yeah, like okay. you could rip your spine out on there and everything. And like before this, there was absolutely no yep. like rated M, rated yeah, T, it, rated. E. Uh, okay.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, yeah. The gaming industry was like whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> Maybe we should. Yeah, have... and that
1: that. That even gets away from my Street Fighter. Because Street Fighter, you're just beating them up a little bit of bruises. But no, you're right. Uh, Mortal Kombat definitely introduced the the brutality. The fatality.
2: Fatality. You will. <laughs> I
1: still play
0: it. It's probably one of the very few fighting games that I still play to this day.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, that... I, I would
1: play it. I, I would play it. They're not my favorite style of games, but I I still would play it because it's more of a nostalgia aspect to Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So where do do you think that advanced the rating system in games?
0: So you started...
1: They broke the ice.
0: It gave creators more freedom to get more graphic with not only Mm -hmm. their stories... But also their, their, their art and their gameplay. If I wanted, it, if I was trying, if I was playing GTA, you know, and I was going to accept a mission from a drug kingpin, he's in there, he's doing the line, and I'm like, um, that, that won't be around without this because you would have the rated M for mature for intense drug use and alcohol and nudity. You know, mm-hmm. not only does it give you know gamers what they want, but it also gives you know parents what they're going to buy mm-hmm. their children. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, I, my mother's like, it's rated M for Mature. I was like, it's okay, mom, don't worry about it. <laughs> and she would just get it anyway, and I'm just like, sweet. When I finally turned 18, I was able to get rated M for Mature. I was so happy that I didn't, have, that I didn't need my mom anymore to buy me video games.
1: <laughs> it was always a battle for me. It was a battle for me as a child. And the, the I think the biggest one was Grand Theft Auto. Was always, uh... Oh, I want the, I want to play Grand Theft Auto. I want to play Grand Theft. Oh, we're not buying you that. Like we we know what this <laughs> game's about. We're we're not doing it. But eventually, I would talk them into it, and they'd be like, "All right, whatever."
2: Yeah. But yeah,
1: I I, I think that's a great point.
2: Yeah, no, like I said, that's the thing. I mean, my mom never let me play that. I was like rated M till I was like fourteen. <laughs> when I was like fourteen teenagers, then she started letting me do that. But. I know my stepdad bought uh, and San Andreas uh, when I was like ten.
1: <laughs> one of the best.
2: It was one. Of, yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, and my mom walked. I was sitting down there watching him play because I wasn't able to play it. But my mom, you remember, know, I heard what they were saying. And then yeah, I got I got yelled at, but <laughs> because. Uh... Uh, us- Just because
1: this is gonna be such a short one because you guys had the same one. Yeah I'll have to I'll have to tell you this small short little story here. Story time. So I recently Realized because I have had no one to game share with on Xbox because everybody has someone they're game sharing with that has a better deal than me (laughs) So I realized that my nephew gets all the brand new games he wants and I'm like, oh I have a lot of good games that you might play Let's game share. And he's like, yeah, cool, perfect. He's uh, seven, I think.
0: Oh,
2: oh God. <laughs> oh no. And no. Um,
1: <laughs> while I was installing my, or while I was putting, I was showing him all my games. He goes, you have South Park, the Stick of Truth and uh, the, the Fractured But hole? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. They're uh, pretty hilarious games. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, wa- I wanted that game, but my mom wouldn't let me download it. She, she wouldn't let me play it because it didn't look too good. And I'm like, well, now you have it. Just don't tell her, and you'll be fine. And <laughs> a, a couple days later, I had yet to put his account into my Xbox. So I had to message him on Facebook Messenger. He has, like, one of those Messenger kids. And I'm like, hey, what's your password so I can uh, add your uh, account on mine? And it was um, my sister-in-law, his mother. <laughs> oh. oh, Jackson's grounded. And I'm like, oh, Why? Well, we walked in, and he was uh, playing South Park, and he was uh, killing two herpy-infested strippers. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, oh, my bad. And then she gave me the password, and all was good. But I just figured on the whole rating system, I had to add that little story in there. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) My number one... And I don't think it's been a huge game changer yet. I think it's been a small change of the industry, but I don't think it's been a huge industry. Uh, do you want to take a guess, Ragers, what you think my number one game will be on this list? Call of Duty? No, no, no. Way oh, I, Hold Get up. Get out of here. Get out of here, gigs. Just
2: leave. How dare you say that? No, just call it, dude. No, get out of here. No, I just can't. I quit. Well, if I'd have to take a guess, hang on. Oh, it's probably going to be like freaking Minecraft or something.
1: On the spot again. On the spot again.
2: Yeah, I'm just really so my, guessing.
1: My, apparently so. Apparently and you sent so. me
2: your list, remember? Oh, just like <laughs> <it>. say. <laughs> yes, my,
1: my reasoning behind that is again. I don't think it's been a huge game changer yet. It's definitely been an industry changer in style of gaming, but I think we have yet to see the extent. And you're already starting to see a lot more games that don't have an ending. Really, infinite gameplay games. Like Minecraft, Ark, No Man's No uh, No Man's Sky,
2: Grounded. They now. have
1: they have objectives, but the game is infinite. You can infinitely play the game in a different way, and I think that was a huge, huge step that they took with um, with gaming. And I also also think that it's a good it's a kind of a motivator for small game developers. When Mine- when Mojang created Minecraft, I believe they had 13 people working on that game in a tiny little studio apartment in like Switzerland, I believe, some- somewhere around Switzerland. And they made millions off of it. And it was so simple. But I think it really set the precedent for Games that you can play and continue to play without there being an ending. There's not really a point to the game,
0: endless but it's still grind.
1: yes, it's yeah, it's an endless grind, but an enjoyable endless grind, and you can just keep playing the game with no limits. There's still objectives to keep you going if you want to go in that direction, but I think it definitely opened up a lot of doors for future games.
0: Hmm.
2: Good point. Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, like I said, I, I think Minecraft's okay in my personal opinion. Like I said, I mean, there's a lot to do, but I can't be a guy that's gonna be like, it's a bad game just because I'm not the biggest fan of it. No, nah, it, it definitely is a huge game. It made something different. Like, like, I it's hard to say exactly what. But no, I'm kidding. You just said what it was.
1: Well, it's it's the same way I feel about Fortnite. Yeah. I don't like the game. At all but I have to admit and I have to come to terms with the fact that yes it was a game changing an industry changing game that changed the way people game and it created a new genre of gaming I think the only the only comparison to infinite gaming something that you can just play and play and play that doesn't really end would be like The Sims that's a game that doesn't really have a purpose, but you Roll can Coaster keep playing Tycoon. it, and it's still fun. Yeah, well, all, all of those simulation games. Yeah. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon was way before Sims.
2: Roller Coaster Tycoon. Good
1: yeah. times. And they they still make games like that, like The Sims and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, yeah. The recent one I played a couple months ago, because it was free with my Xbox uh, Gold membership, was uh, Jurassic World, the the theme park creator. Oh. Basically like roller, to- roller coaster Tycoon, except you're creating a zoo with animals, and there's roller coasters, and sometimes they escape, and you have to send the rescue squad after them to tranquilize them. And not only can you do that, but you can also play as the character that's going out and tranquilizing them and stuff. It's actually a really fun game. That's Mm -hmm. all. I don't have a whole lot to say about that. I think we're going to see in the future how that changes the industry more.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Giga, we'll go with uh, your number one now. Doom. Doom. The original Doom? Good choice. Alright.
0: The FPS OG.
2: Makes sense, yeah. I uh, can't say anything against that one. What reasons? One
0: the, well, for the reasons of that, one, it was made by a bunch of guys who weren't working with the best software in the world, and they still managed to maintain a full, you know, immersive experience with low pixelated graphics. And it was, mm-hmm. it was the, the, one of the first infant steps into the first person shooter genre. Because not only did you have Doom, you also had Wolfenstein with the same studio. When, like Doom sparked off such an intense, like, you know, know what's the word for it, what's the word, uh, sensation, that Bill Gates bought it, like, he <laughs> took Doom 95, it was going somewhere, like, and these guys, they, I think it's by id Software, id Software, uh, they, they basically were, like, the for, ah, forerunners of the, the first person shooting genre.
1: And it's such a good with, word to use, isn't it? I know,
0: right? It, with still <laughs> images, you actually got to see your character's reaction, and you were given a, a like a small but simple storyline. Your name, you're, like you weren't even given a name. Your name was Doom Guy, and you're Doom still Guy. Like and the story behind Doom is that you're you were sent to uh, a prison colony in Mars, and you you were sent there to for like basically you. You killed your commanding officer, and you were sent there to be punished. And next thing you know, these scientists open up a parallel dimension to hell, and everything just goes to hell. The second, the second one was the same, same somewhat of the kind of the storyline. But the third, the third Doom Three was hilarious because they killed your bunny, and you had to like take revenge. For <laughs> okay. And in the new Doom game, uh, the new uh, Doom Eternal, you could actually find the bunny, Doom Guy's bunny, in hell it is such a good Easter egg for those OG players like myself. I didn't, I mean, Doom came out before my time, but I was still like in that realm of PC gaming because we didn't have much consoles going around. So, you know, I had Doom 95 and it was just meh.
1: So sum up to me, I I might've missed a little bit of that, but sum up to me how you think Doom changed the gaming industry.
0: It perfected the first person shooter, like the blueprints of it
1: you, you, you know, think so it, you think that yeah, kind of set hug, the set the precedent of the yeah, first person shooter it
0: basically set the precedent for thank you it set the precedent for the first person shooter you have everything from your hold your health your armor your the, your your health bar was basically either numbers or you can just look at your character doom guy who's just making the weirdest faces at you while you're pillaging demons <laughs> and it was creative with the with the with the weapons that you have you have the you had the the, the, the cru, I think it's called the crucible which is like a giant sword You also have the chainsaw, which is classic, the double-barrel shotgun, the BFG.
1: I love the BFG. Big friendly giant.
2: No. (laughs) no. No. The wrong BFG guy. (laughs)
1: Wrong BFG.
2: I mean, maybe you kill him in that game, but no. (laughs) No.
0: But the thing is that Doom gave, like, like, devs grew up on Doom. Like, the devs we are buying today, they, they... grew up on doom and that's what they kind of pulled from now the funny thing is about id software is that two of its head developers split off and made their own uh game developing company called ion studios and they made Daikatana, and that is the worst game ever <laughs> it is such a tragic fall from grace when you split off from id software you have like a tank you have multiple good games you have doom wolfenstein then you go off to make ion studios and you make which basically just destroyed its like Ion Studios and it is such a bad game. So what you're getting back into <laughs> is, is suggest- your your top top five terrible games. Yeah. <laughs> top five
1: terrible
2: games. Yeah.
1: I think I think that would be a good a good subject for uh for the future. Oh, is yeah. top ten or top five Worst flops, top five worst games. I think you'd get a lot of hits on people disagreeing, you want, you want, which you would want to, add to more discussion.
0: You want to yeah. know how bad that Daikatana backfired so bad is that in gaming magazines the headline, like the the advertisement line for Daikatana was John Romero is going to make you his bitch. That was the tagline for advertising in in Daikatana, and it backfired so bad. <laughs>
2: All right.
1: So basically what it's saying when we bring that topic up that uh, Gigs is going to have to be involved in that one.
0: Oh yeah. I got a list of bad games. Some i played, some I've watched other people play and I didn't even want to play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I All think right. that just leaves us with one more that would be yours.
2: That would be About mine. Rage. I mean it's going to be maybe a little bit of a letdown but you, you have to give it a shout on here. Uh, number one I picked was Pong. Uh, like I said, it was the first game ever Absolutely. made. So, I mean, it literally started video games. Uh, it also wasn't the first like console game ever made, but, I mean, they also put it on like the Atari, which helped the Atari become like a household thing, which would help... Atari
0: 2600, right? Uh,
2: yeah. So, I mean, it brought, them, brought that th- arcade game pretty much to the home which helped bring consoles kind of to life and everything.
1: Yeah, fair
0: point I, man, fair
1: point. No, yeah, there's no, there's no disputing that whatsoever. Some of the- first, now, I'm sorry, go ahead bro. No, go ahead, you go ahead.
0: Some of the first video game consoles that did come around, Pong was, yes, Pong was the first household gaming console. Then you had other like split-offs, they had this one, I forget, I think it was called the ColecoVision. I don't think it's called, it's something, here's the thing. You boot up this game system, it starts up, it has wood paneling. Let's just, let me just tell you that right now. I don't know, but it's old. So, you turn this, and it's just two dots on a screen. And you have these two dials on the controller, and you rotate them back and forth, and that will move the dots for you. And you know how you play the game? What are the graphics for the game? You put overlays on your TV screen.
2: Wow. I mean, I'm looking at this. The ratings... It gives it a 4.4 out of five.
0: Oh, oh my
1: God!
2: For the rating for Pong as a game.
1: Uh, no, I, um, <laughs> ColecoVision, was uh, a second-generation home video game console. Though.
0: I'm trying to remember the name of this game w- console.
1: I can't figure it out. Uh,
2: there's a Magnum yeah. box. Maybe
1: it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't ColecoVision. But um, no, I No. I mean, if your console has wood paneling, it's got to be
0: pretty fucking old.
1: I think ColecoVision was all plastic. But the um, I I don't know if that was like Sega or Nintendo or what it was. But I know that that was that was the game that had it sounds
0: uh, like it. Oh Donkey you have it right on, there. That that one all the way to the left on the image search. That looks just like it.
2: Yeah, I think it's called the Odyssey. Magna yeah, and then Magna Box that Odyssey.
0: That's shit. Oh my god, look at it. <laughs> Woo!
2: What do you mean? It's, it has and, a it's a thing of beauty. Yep.
1: <laughs> the very and, yeah, first in the video game.
2: Look at it.
1: Look at those controllers.
0: <laughs> look at that man. Mm. And the way you played the game is that you would slap these like overlays over your TV. When TVs were still round, by the way. And the static electricity would just stick them that to your TV. And you would have to read the game cards to know what game you're playing and how to play it you know, in this work within the rules of it. That took a lot of imagination for kids growing up back then. No, could, you,
1: could you imagine, okay, so color TV is a thing. Black and white TV is a thing. Could you imagine being the person to think of this? To think of, all right, we're going to make TV interactive. <laughs> Th- hmm. that, that's insanely imaginative. Insanely imaginative and basically and I'm kind of glad you brought that up. I have it brought up on my phone here Yeah, the Odyssey. It was manufactured by Magnavox
2: Magnavox and it was
1: released it it was released in North America in September of 1972 Woo! The very first in-home video game console. the system was developed by Ralph Baer a German-American engineer who created the ping-pong style gameplay that Odyssey offered, and that in since we're on that topic, uh, or this whole podcast topic, that's basically what started it all. Oh yeah, which is definitely a great shout out for the towards the end of this uh, cast. And you know what's the funniest
0: thing? Odyssey is a reference to the Greek poem, which means a long journey,
1: and it has been a long journey. If you look. 1972, someone that's better at math than me. Tell, me, tell me how many years ago that was. 48? Am I right? Is that 48 years ago? Calculator 72. time.
2: Calculator it is. Here we go.
1: I think I might have gotten that right.
2: I think you did get that right. 2020 minus 1972. 48 years, yeah.
1: Okay, that, that was actually pretty impressive on my part. The yeah, math skills, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at math, but that was just, just kind of came to me there. Um, yeah, in 48 years, we've came from the Odyssey, manufactured by Magnavox. I used to have a Magnavox TV. and ping the, the pong, the pong game that started video gaming in 1972. and now to see where we're at in video games is just impressive. And uh, the only thing that lets me down is the fact that I'm not going to be able to see what video gaming looks like in another hundred years.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a very, very interesting thing. See what weird, doing. We're
1: already in virtual
0: reality.
2: it That's a touchy subject. Not quite. That's not. It, not
1: quite. Brad's not here. So we uh, cannot get into that one I, I, Brad. I Brad would be all
2: <laughs> over you right now. So you're, 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 you're luckily. Um,
1: augmented augmented reality brad
0: would say funny thing is they tried something along the lines of quote unquote augmented reality it's called the virtual boy and a buddy of mine who lived down the street from me had a virtual boy and oh my god is this a terrible it is ugly and it's clunky and it doesn't even strap to your head so you kind of have to like lean forward and arch your neck so you fit in the visor and you play with a controller but how do you know you're hitting the right buttons if you're looking at a screen
1: well, I mean, once you get the hang of it, do you look at your controller when you're playing video games?
0: No, not really. But all the time. But the a little bit different.
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to look it up because my grandpa had this. He used to do, like, these garage sales. He'd buy, like, a bunch of junk, and then he'd sell it. And we used to, like, rummage through it all. And I'm going to try to find out what it was.
0: Virtual Boy was by Nintendo. It was ugly. And the games only came in red and black.
1: Now, it, I, I believe it was a Sega virtual headset and it was like a full on like motorcycle helmet that you put on your head and it had a screen and it was kind of like an asteroid game you would just kind of fly forward and then you'd use Mm -hmm. the controller that had like three buttons to shoot and to move up and down and left and right and i would like to
0: fool you rage cage that thing had a stand and it was ugly (laughs)
1: nintendo virtual boy Oh, I see it. Yep. I got her brought up here. Yep, it's got a whole stand for it. Now that wasn't what I was that was 1995. So the Sega one that I was talking about must have been newer because it was a little bit more refined than that thing.
0: That thing looks like a giant hunk of
1: plastic.
2: Sega, what what was it called?
1: I, I don't know what the one I was talking about was called. The one he's talking about is the Nintendo Virtual Boy. He's got that.
2: Sega... Nah, I don't think that's it. Sega Retro? Nah. Well, we tried. <laughs> Sorry. All I right.
1: think it's the VM... The I think it's the VM1000. The Victor Max. Stuntmaster. I, I think that that might be it. Either that, it's the, the Aura Interactor Virtual Reality Game 1994. Uh, yep, I think... That... I think that is it. Yep, yep. It had the it had the shoulder straps. Oh yep, my that's god! It. <laughs> it the it came out in 1994. It's the Sega Genesis Aura Interactor Virtual Reality game, and it was like this. Oh my god! It was it actually wasn't that bad.
2: With that, guys, we will see you on the next episode of the Gamers World podcast. I was Justin Ragers.
0: I am Crazy Mr.
2: Gigabyte. Hey, hey, buddy, we need. Are you trying to play Brad or no? We need you to say your outro, bud. <laughs> and. AJ Zero is here for
1: the fourth time
2: for my. You might as well. As I said, you're pretty much a host now, buddy.
1: It's always a pleasure to be here. I enjoy oh, being I here. I enjoyed being here as well.
2: It was uh, fun.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's all fun. Right.
2: All right, guys, we will and see one you. one day,
1: Justin Razors will be rich, and then we'll all be able to collect all of his little Jew gold.
2: I don't even know what you mean. you. <laughs> but I'm not, we're going to be ending here, guys. I do appreciate uh, you coming on by. Have a good one.